Hi, and welcome to Let's Behave Podcast. You are always missing what you are not trained to notice. We are here to help you build foundation to do just that, to hear and see what is not being said. We touch on topics relating to body language, linguistics, the subconscious mind, and more. Each episode, we prepare a digest on a particular topic to boost your confidence and knowledge of behaviorism, as well as share some follow-up materials for you to dig in. We are Marcin Konkel and Jarek Nuszczyński from Let's Behave Podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. So uh, this is Marcin and Jarek again on the next episode. And uh, we've been asked uh, many times for life hacks. I, I, you know, you've liked the, our episode of life hacks, and we will probably continue in the next episode. But at the meantime, we uh, we will do the we'll do um, leadership mistakes. Yes, definitely a topic that we could, I guess, converse for an hour, an hour, an hour, an hour after that. Yeah, but we will try to keep it short. Yeah, as will. always, as, as always. always, yes, as yeah. always. <clears throat> okay, so I think let's jump in, right? Let's uh, let's, jump in. let's jump in straight. Yes. Uh, yeah, like two most popular, most important mistakes. I'm oh, feeling uh, generous today. Two, not one, two, that uh, you think are the most common ones, and I. I kind of think what you are going to say, because we talk talk about this every now and then. Mm. Uh, but let's see. What would you mm. say? I don't want to disappoint you because I don't remember. Um, so thank you for that for that beautiful question at the very beginning. Um, leadership mistakes. Well, I would say that everything comes down, like literally, uh, from two things. One thing is about the and everything related to insecurity and low self-esteem. And the other one, which someone could link, it's about lack of um, need of development, or I mean, not development, but the um, self-awareness. Mm, so yeah. if we are lacking as leaders of, of self-awareness or and uh, have low confidence or we, ha we have insecurities, then... If we talk about the leaders' mistakes in, you know, like for the last couple of minutes, probably not more than 30, as you said, um, probably everything is going to be related with those two. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think most, if not all, mm. of the mistakes, of the failures uh, that happen in leadership come from have the source in either low self-esteem, which is connected with lack of self-awareness as well. Um, for instance, um, for instance, uh, limiting Sorry. information um, to certain people, like writing on DMs when you work remotely or just saying things to some people and to others not. Uh, of course, there are some things that shouldn't be talked with to yeah. everyone, but I guess that I don't know, 90, 95% of information, uh, communication with your team should be public so everyone has the same access to the same information. So why why they don't do the public? Uh, for instance, to have control over, over what, what is being said. Over, over what? what is being said. Because if yeah. they say something to somebody and somebody else through gossip, for instance, comes yeah. to them, they can deny. Because okay. they didn't say it publicly. They didn't post it. And unfortunately, I was... Uh, at least once in such an environment that very much limited information, if not many times, on different that that was in different uh, volumes, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but the opposite of that is being very transparent, posting everything on public channels. Again, if you're working remotely or or having things set on town hall, yeah. or if you think. If, if you hear that people are gossiping about something important, then you address it on on the uh, you know at the very same day, so yeah. the gossip doesn't go somewhere. Yeah, uh, for it doesn't it doesn't uh, spread spread and be retold in a changed way yeah. always uh, throughout days or weeks. I mean, weeks is really terrible to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I'm gonna be bold and gonna say something, like uh, <laughs> because you know the, um, I think every leader, uh, 
should go through, and I think I, it should be legal. Like it should be like from the state. Uh, like legal that, requirement, you mean? Legal requirement, yeah. Uh, that everyone should go through the psychotherapy. Or as leaders, like a, like a personal training or whatever, like to understand mm. themselves and what does it mean to be a leader, like from the beliefs and value perspective, what changes in my life, what changes in my perspective when I become a leader, uh, who, I, who, who I am, <laughs> who I am uh, as a leader, what changes in my life and how do I act differently or what should I look for and how should I look at my team when I'm a leader uh, and my colleagues, peers, and a whole organization when I'm if, uh, when I become a leader. Um, that's so crucial, you know, like because everything that was going to be probably said today is uh, is related to it. To understand oneself and others, how we are different, and how to manage those differences. Because from my perspective, the when it go when we go down from those two things that we, that I've mentioned before, is one of the things. Um, you said about limited limited information for me is about the belief that if i'm a leader i should know everything and every and and so i cannot make any mistake yeah and people are and there too. to listen to me and then do what i say and if they challenge me and have different opinion and they win then it means that i'm not good enough to be a leader which is totally opposite like you become a leader because you know how to organize <laughs> competencies and people towards the goal or a vision my favorite definition of a leader is um is leadership is leadership is to create a vision uh, that everyone's to be a part of and and then you manage the competencies and different brains and people in order to get there from the very generic perspective. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, would you? Uh, I would agree to that um, with with the distinction that also the leader should know very well what should be the outcome of his team's work so he can organize that towards that yeah. outcome. Mm. But regarding the... <clears throat> Therapy. I don't think. I don't think this is very far-fetched argument. To be honest, meaning that I think there is a reason in that. Uh, for instance, when people um, go on uh, go to learn coaching or go to learn therapy, they have mandatory um, uh, amount of hours that they need to work on themselves. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I don't want to. I don't want to relate leadership to to uh, that much to a therapist or a coach but their both professions are in a way <clears throat> responsible for uh, the process in which uh, people are absolutely from a, from a different perspective of course and the context is different absolutely. that said uh, this is still uh, res being responsible for a team of people uh, for here for their business outcome and their for their um, uh, maybe a bit more private or or life outcomes, absolutely. Um, and it comes yeah. with my example of another you know, another mistake, which is which is leader hiring the same brains in the team. I remember, you know, like I've been hired like a couple of times to the teams and retail and not retail <laughs> um, for a leader of buying uh, that was a buying team. Um, and he had everyone the same, mm. like melancholic, very structured, mm. um, very organized. Uh, and they had results X. And I would always say like, listen, I mean, you need someone different brain in your team. Because when you are struggling uh, with the results and when you, when you want some, you have different outcome, you need someone fresh. So it's like a brainstorming. Yeah, it's when you do the brainstorming with your team, it's good to hire someone or to get someone from from the brand. From the outside. From the outside that nobody yeah. knows what you're talking about, actually. But but you give space to us to, to, to give any question that might that, that that this person might have in their head because he doesn't know anything about the business or or the subject that we're talking. So sometimes something out of the the, the the zone or or the team can change everything 
of course, providing we are open to listen and we are not biased on, oh, we are here experience and we know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but is, isn't this the trap that many uh, uh, so-called new blood when, when new people come to the team, uh, this is such a great opportunity to use, let's say, use their, their um, point of view, which is very fresh, which is yeah. not... Um, which is not in the same uh, context and so on. And oftentimes what happens, they, uh, I was in those situations mm. that I came to a team and they say, you know, I said, I see this, this is not work. And they were, they were explaining to me, yeah, 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 we tried that. Yeah, 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 we did that. Instead of trying to source something that they haven't tried or maybe asking, okay, what would you do in this situation? But they kept explaining and in some situations, I think this explaining comes from fear that if somebody finds something, we will need to, we won't unsee this information. We yes. will need to do something with that because yes. once you've heard something, once you say something, yeah. you, it cannot be unheard and cannot be unseen. <clears throat> and you, yeah. and it's out there. You see it in front of you. So now you are, if you neglect that, uh, then the whole whining and saying that everything is shit. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not legit anymore because Absolutely. now you have the opportunity, but you decide yeah. not to react. So it's like, again, it's, and it links to the self-confidence. Yeah. Because if someone comes from outside and then so gives me something fresh and I, with my team was working on it like for years and some, and like this person asked first question and it's like, oh, and sometimes because only of this, that we cannot accept that someone new came and just like turn around the whole table but he's right, <laughs> you know, like, so we, we, we cannot agree, you know, and I remember like I had a like on coaching session, I had one person who came to me and said like, listen, Yarek, for years I have been uh, uh, caring and cherishing one of the problem that is inside me. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, she used those kind of words. Yeah. I said like, so if you are cherishing and care, why would you come to me? You know, like if that's the problem you, you care about and yeah. you keep it and you're just like flowering it, <laughs> you know, and I asked her like two questions that would just throw her off and I knew it. And she would continue to defend it even though she knew, she, I, I knew she knew she wasn't right because really? it's not that I've been keeping and having a problem for four years and then you ask two questions and after two questions you can admit that, wow, I'm so stupid I could not make it myself exactly yeah. this is not about stupidity it's about different perspective so that's why the self-confident leader can listen and hear and accept that someone with a different view and different and different uh, idea yeah. can bring a huge value and then as a leader and that's the power of a leader when say you know what you are right yeah you are right <clears throat> you know and yeah, but boom, you know, it, it is, and this is. I think this is the misconception in terms of mistakes of, of. I mean, something that is told so often that it's not about you; it's about the problem. Yeah. You are not part of the equation here, right? That you Absolutely. are wrong, you are right, you are, you know, whatever. whatever. Absolutely. What it, was your about, like? You're you are working with international teams and you know on pro productivity and effectiveness and you you like dealing with different different leaders and everything. What is like if one like because we mentioned some of the things, but what is yeah. your like one thing that comes to my mind when 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 you see the leaders that are continuously making the same mistake? That is, is there anything that pops up pops out? In your... uh, that you want I to think change? it it. I think it it comes with with self awareness uh, that many leaders were abs uh, maybe not abstain will will not have the courage to take the team to a place in terms of their the team's development where they are themselves afraid to go. So, so if if they are afraid of <clears throat> losing control, for instance, uh, they won't be able to delegate. They probably will micromanage. They will hinder the team's ability to self-manage 
they will need to be always there because they will be afraid that if they delegate something, um, they will lose their, uh, I don't know, their respect control? Or, oh. con or, or control or um, that they won't be needed anymore. Okay. I, I think that for leaders, this uh, fear of not being needed anymore is one of the greatest uh, showstoppers in many yeah. situations regarding uh, transformations that happen in the company and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Uh, I once saw a really nice image of a company's hierarchy. You know, at the top there was CEO, yeah. then they were COO, CFO, then there was middle management, and then was the lower management. It's and, like 98% like of companies. <laughs> yes, yes. But the point is that those, and then there were the workers at the very bottom, yes, right? And the point is that uh, the, the hierarchies are always shown that way. If you um, if you rotate this 180 degrees, you see that the most important people are the people that do the work and the rest of the people uh, should be enabling them to do their best work. Of course. And of this course. is the purpose of a leader, not necessarily to manage, like, it's yes, but to enable, enable the environment for them to do their job. If we, if we switch this hierarchy 180 degrees, then it makes more sense to me. Do I understand well uh, that every leader should maybe, you know, I was making this mistake and I'm cha a little bit changed it. And mm. So I hope I change it into what you just said. <laughs> so, so tell me <laughs> if I got it right. Uh, because, you know, when I come to the, any team right now, because in different circumstances, um, I always say, guys, I'm working for you. Yeah, You're not that's the point. Yeah, I'm working for you. Yeah, uh, because I want you to grow, and I want you to be, you know, to to get the best out of you, to best potential out of you, and this is my job. Uh, because my job is to get the objective, but in order to get the objective, I got to get motivated and best people and mod and and uh, com competent people, uh, and if they. Find any object or any obstacle or challenge. I'm there to sit with them and help them to grow and give the objective and best performance. I'm for them. They're not working for me. I'm for them. Exactly. Make sure and that they, you know, the, the the objectives goes as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, yep. And this is was was my one of the biggest learnings ever because I was making this mistake like when I started like working in retail. Uh, when I was a store manager, I was like delegating, you know, like doing the whole stuff regarding the, the employees. I was giving feedback and I was still doing everything and concentrating fully on the shop floor and operations on the shop floor fully. And only that's it. And I could see only like little changes, improvements and there and here and there and here. But then I realized, <laughs> yeah, that these people can be managed by them. I mean, they manage by themselves. They, they're, they're as good to provide their own the whole store without me <laughs> you know like with my not my much involvement as um after we agreed on some contracts or, or behaviors yeah and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And things like that and then i could and then i could focus my attention and give my attention to resolve problems which are higher than the store which is the region of sales for instance, yes, yes. Uh, so, so, and then you know, like when you have this team, you grow because you you look at the problems above, and those who are above look that see that you answer those problems. But th those who are below, uh, they now search for opportunity to grow, and uh, and then I realized, damn, it's a good model, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I said, like, guys, and then it was easy for me. So, so ergonomic and and so nice. Yeah, that I could go. Listen, guys, I'm here for you. I can, you know, let's talk about how it should be done, blah blah. So I can then focus my attention on a different things, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it works. And it brings me to, uh, to. It, do you understand what I mean? What I meant is that is that what you just? Yeah, I think. That? Yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, letting. What I understand you said is letting the team do their job. Because mm. they already know, uh, thanks to either coaching or a really well put um, information radiators, that they can 
you know, they have all the information to make proper decisions and you can yeah. focus on something that is stopping them from outside of the team, for instance. Yeah. But th that brings me to, uh, to, to coaching because we are both coaches and work with clients every now and then. Um, and my impression usually is that most people already know what they should do. Yeah. They already have access to the information that they should do, but something is stopping them from doing it. But they already have. If they were very frank with themselves, they know what to do. And I think that many of the teams um, have the same. And uh, the manager's work is to enable them to do that because, you know, I, I think we mentioned that uh, in one of the podcasts, but there is this something totally magical happening There's when magic somebody yes that somebody crosses the threshold of the company you hire very eloquent very every company hires the best people possible they try to yeah they say they always you know top <laughs> talent top team whatever right yeah but when they cross the threshold of the company when they open the door suddenly they are incompetent and they need to be managed yes. and they need to be told what to do and wow. they blah, blah, blah. So, absolutely you know, right. absolutely magic, right? And uh, someone and, competent, like with the international knowledge and experience and competence, then goes in and suddenly he has to be told what to do and we're not listening. So, so why why do you hire them if you need to tell them what to do, right? That's that's, that's, that's the paradox. But what I'm trying to say it here happens is that a lot. it happens a lot, very very often. But uh, what I'm trying to say here is that <clears throat> by listening to people and enabling as much as possible um, those uh, enabling or or fixing or improving what is happening, helping them just to do their job properly while you hired them is is one of the competencies of the future. I mean, it's or, the future is already here. This yeah. is something already that is needed. But uh, very few managers actually focus on that. I, I am privileged to know to know some of them, uh, but uh, still there's a lot of progress to, to be done. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so talking about the leadership mistakes, and that will be the name of our episode, <laughs> um, I think the other thing that I've noticed, like, and this many, many times, um, leaders are uh, many times they they love gossip. Um, they they love gossip. Gossip could be good because gossip gives you the idea and information what is going on and how can i and you know how can i utilize if something went wrong or something is in the air and i can you know manage it Thanks. but on the other hand when i have my trusted people but when i have um people that i uh, adore or i think I, I think good of them of them i worked with them a lot of time i have worked um I tend to listen to them more and when they say something about different people I don't tend to I, I tend to make a quick judgment not to find a full picture um, so when the gossip is good when I want to know what's going on and utilize the information but when I take it and listen and act about judgment of someone or some situation very quickly then it's dysfunction. So you mean, for instance, that like two people are saying something and you can react very quickly, but this is a very isolated opinion and very uh, yes, a very small case that concerns one team, for instance. Only because I know someone and trust someone. Mm, and someone's okay. opinion. And we know through different episodes that we have the limited understanding of the and of judgment and another person. So I don't mm. tend to look for a perspective. I just listen to someone and then make it a judgment. Yeah, and usually I make a, a judgment or ask questions that confirm my bias towards exactly. the, the situation. Um, uh, I think that yeah, gossip. Any, is anything on gossips, like you know, because for me, yeah. it's it's you know, like the, there are some companies that I worked with or or, or helped with, and they, you know, there's like a lot of gossiping, 
around, mm. but gossiping around because make because of the situation and infor- lack of information that you mentioned at the very beginning. Mm. Uh, but then you need to utilize it, so it's good to gather. But then there are gossiping around different people. Yeah. And- so I think gossip is is something that was always there. I mean, from from the always Romans, from the yeah. Romans up to and gossip today. is good for relations. Yeah, to build the, the to bond. build relations, to yeah. vent, and so on. Yeah. But I think that when the gossip comes to a point when people are gossiping about something that that uh, makes them feel unsafe, uh, makes them feel not secure in the company, uh, that means that there is something that that's needed to be uh, fixed in the company culture. Because those information shouldn't be going making rounds in the company. They should be they should be addressed transparently before they even happen. And, and talking you know, that, about leader, yeah. and that, talking about leaders, leaders should be like, okay, I listen, and then I check. Different yeah, but you mean when the gossip is there, and I mean, what should that in situations that are uh, that might create gossip regarding the well-being and safety of people in a company, they should be addressed transparently, publicly. Uh, in such a way that those this gossip doesn't happen. Yeah, that people that's... are not afraid about you know themselves, true, the, true. The, 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 their safety. I mean, and I want to mention about the projection, the the, the defending mechanism uh, that comes often with the leadership, like especially when someone was promoted to the leader. And again, I said psychotherapy and <laughs> self awareness and changing the beliefs and values because everything changes. Um, so when we when we know that there's a lot of gossip and there's a lot of judgment in the team about the leader, what he said, what she said, what you know the the behavior or the decision making processes, when I become a leader and I'm not equipped with understanding of the the new beliefs I have to embrace as a leader, the new the values that are linked to the being a leader, um, that I have a different position now and different role if i will not go through it and i will not work on it then i have i project my fears and everything on the team for example if i was if i'm about to make a decision if i'm about to say something i am more um suppressing everything or more less productive because i'm afraid that whatever i do uh that my the previous boss did will be judged against me. So I'm I'm not that efficient because I have to weigh words, I have to be, you know, like the think about my behavior or what I do, how I do it. And there is still in my head that, oh, probably they think like this or probably they will think like this or probably they will think like this because I was in the position as an employee in the team thinking about the leader that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, would, would you say so, that in this situation, the people who are prom- the the leader who is promoted for a, from a particular team shouldn't be the leader of this team, but the leader of a different team. No, it can be leader of this team or can be leader of a different team. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like for example, in a, if the whole organization is looking at the leaders and have the opinion about the leaders, bad opinion about the leaders, about and, and they judge every and gossip about every decision, every word that has been spoken, or every action, whatever then if I become a leader in this team or in a different team, because I know that's the culture, then I cannot be effective leader because I project and I know that those people, when I do something, will judge me like I was judging <laughs> the leader before I was promoted. So that's why it's needed. Exactly, That's a circle, exactly. So that's why it is needed to go through understanding and changing the values and beliefs. Okay, right now I'm the company. I'm the leader of a company. I run and I'm and I have a huge impact from a totally different perspective. So I have to be um, very uh, disciplined and I understand what is this position all about. For example, um, being a leader is making a tough decisions and not being afraid of it. Have a yeah, tough did, conversations. Not this is, I think, something that is underestimated that people think that leadership is uh, all the glory and maybe not no work i don't want to say it like that but you know 
Uh, usually it's easy peasy. I work with the team, or it's even not easy peasy, but you know, it's about working with the team and so on. But the higher up you're in the organization, people don't pay you for, uh, for the title. They pay you for the responsibility that you can take on your shoulders. Exactly. And the higher up in the organization, the more responsibility. And that's only it, the responsibility. Yeah. So when the time comes and the time will come for, for everyone to, uh, to, for instance, fire somebody, this is what Absolutely. they pay you for, to do it yeah. professionally, not to say, no, I don't want to do this and so on. You are paid to do this, actually. Mm. And to do this being at the same time loyal to the, to the company and, and yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we need to, the, thinking about the different leaders' mistakes, um, there's a like very generic saying and, and truth that if you give someone stress, the team will give you stress back. What you give is what you get. What you give is what you get. So that is so important to give a message about not being happy with some performance or some behavior in a very balanced way. Because if, if you continue to say something bad to people that what should that, you know, that this is wrong, this is bad, you should be doing this in a different way, or you're doing it wrong, forgetting about what I appreciate you for and what value you bring. If that continues, people stop listening. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And they're demotivated. If you're demotivated, you're less productive. If you're less productive, then you are judged then that, oh, he was good, but then he's less productive. Something happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what happened. Like, what <laughs> happened? Yeah, because you've been, like, feeding stress to this person. And now, Boom. out of nowhere, you know, the project that he's responsible for, which actually you as a leader is, you know, as, uh, are responsible for, is going down. Why? Because you've been feeding him with stress, so yeah. if he if he's fed with stress only, not balanced, but only stress, then he will give you back stress by not performing well because unconsciously he's demotivated and he's less productive because of that. Yeah, and I think this is so much depending on the culture because, for instance, in Poland we have this problem very much that yeah. that we t tend to focus on improvements, not tend to focus on on uh, saying the good things. Uh, Danish company, uh, um, and Denmark, uh, probably maybe also other countries in Scandinavia, but I can say for, for Denmark uh, that they, on the other hand, overemphasize the, the successes and celebrate oftentimes even in, in situations where people don't really expect, you know, celebrating, they bring cake and people, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to judge that because this is really dependent on the culture. If you see one culture in the other, you know, yeah, they work together, yeah. they might misunderstand that. And for they, for Danes, that might be very much appreciated. People from Absolutely. the States are also different. So um, what I'm trying to say here is that, <laughs> is that um, there should be some balance uh, and people should feel that this is that they are rewarded, and when uh, something is going wrong, that they need to focus on improvements. So they should mm -hmm. feel that. Um, but at the same time, there is always this this thing that stronger emotions always win, right? Yeah. So yeah. if the praise is very, if the if if the praise is very uh, subtle and the improvements are really emphasized, then people will still remember the same, even if you, you know, tell about, you know, exchange those compliments and say what, what's working good. If this will be very subtle, and you will focus on, on and emphasize those bad things, they will still remember the same, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And going back to, um, to, uh, to leaders and, and the, and the belief of or projections and belief or self-development. Um, I I had a situation, I remember when, in Italy when there is one situation, when the situation again, uh, when there is one managing director um, on his path to be a CEO, 
uh, in the retail company. And I was asked to take him through this journey um, and help him out as a shadow coach. Shadow coach means meaning I was to be there on his meetings and looking at his emails, communication, how he behaves, body language and everything, and I give him feedback on the way. So that was my one of my first tasks as a business coach. So I made the contract with him that he should introduce me to the people, right? Who I am and why I'm here. But he didn't. And that was my mistake, not insist enough. So, you know, in the corridor before the meetings, on the meetings, people were just like looking at me. And like, like you remember the Joe Black, the movie with the Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he was there, like, everyone's like, who is this? Like, who is this guy? So then I watched this movie, and it's like, wow, it was me, like, at some stage, yeah? Because I was there, and it was like, is this a new director? Or is this a new vice president? Or yeah. like, and they were asking me in the corridor, so I, and I couldn't, I didn't know how to react. That was really my big mistake. Um, and after three weeks, he said then, like, oh, Yarek, he's a, because I said, like, listen, you have to utilize it. There's a lot of gossips around. And he said, like, Yarek is here to, you know, to note, to observe and see, like, how can we be better in the communication and meetings and everything. Okay, so uh, people will fire us. There will, <laughs> yeah. there will be redundancies. Yeah, exactly. Who is this guy? Yeah, like, he judges us and then he will let us go, yeah? Yeah. But it didn't, yeah, so, so, and and I was like, for three weeks, there was, like, a lot of gossip sense and really negative emotions, the, the, the emotions around it. Um. But then I, I told him, like, listen, uh, we got to do it. And so you, he utilized it. But what I'm trying to say is that leaders are not that, that they are afraid somehow. They are afraid to show people that I'm on a learning curve. I'm, I'm learning. I got something new and I want to try it. And the, because that would mean that they are imperfect and they wow. need to be perfect, right? Exactly. Yeah. And this is, this is, yeah, I've got two things here. Uh, one is about the perfection that uh, it's, it's not, uh, the, the common mistake is, um, is kind of isolating yourself from the team by trying to look like you have everything figured out. Yeah. And it is never the case that you do. And you are not seen as a human if you, uh, insist on taking that uh, that that way of presenting yourself um, and the second thing that, uh, and that brings me to your example is another mistake is not setting context when communicating something so for instance not setting context for the manager comes to the uh, to the team and says that now we are going to work like this but they don't communicate anything, right? To the uh, to the team, they just say this is the new way it's going to be, without the, uh, the 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 line of thought that bring them bring uh, brought them them to that uh, conclusion or that brought the company to that conclusion. So the the team could have something that is that that we can call scaffolding, a set of information from scaffolding. which. Scaffolding, yeah, like scaffolding. on the building scaffolding, wow. uh, some uh, <laughs> um, collection of information that will enable them to understand the situation and make better decisions. Mm. So the lack of setting context, just saying things as they are going to be or communicating, and this is the way that management wants it, instead of saying, "Okay, how did we come about to this situation?" What, what does this change mean for us in the future? What else do we need to pay attention? How should we discuss that? Blah, blah, blah. But the context, the context. Same as in your example, right? With the context. There, there wasn't any context while you are there and people could feel that, yes. okay, so this is the new interim manager. I, I can hear I can yeah. hear the gossip already. This yes. is the new interim manager who will come. He, he will put our names in Excel, put some weights to them. And then I finally, felt, then finally, I felt bad. Yeah, I felt <laughs> bad. That was my mistake, of course. But I felt bad. Um, you know, like going back to competency, then and 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 um, and that you manage the competency, and you don't ha always have to have be right. The one of the biggest learning that I had, I remember, I was in a store like this, like three hundred and fifty 
retail store uh, on a high street. And then I would, you know, say to everyone, like, okay, move this here and move this there. And, you know, like, as to via, via, to visual merchandiser. And one day I come to the store and I see something that's different. And I said, like, why is here and this and that? You changed it. Why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. So I was, like, kind of cussing her <laughs> like for, for something that she did. And then she stood and explained, like, oh, I moved this because of that. I moved this because of that. I said, oh, all right. Uh, all right, fair enough. So then I said, the next time I came here, I saw the difference. I didn't like, yeah. But I said, um, Asha, yeah, uh, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. And she said, oh, because of that. I said, I said great. <laughs> you know? So then I, like, I see something, I judge, but before I... You know, like, and that was my first learning of the leader. Yeah, like I said, oh, stop, 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 stop. I don't like it, but maybe there is something behind it. Yeah, not to be yep. as a fool. Yeah, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so because you know, because I could say like, no, I still don't agree. Yeah, like let's go back to the you know, way it was. But then I, you know, like, common sense. I thought, oh, she's right. Damn. And I said, like, <laughs> with broken heart, I said, you know what, Asha? I think sorry, you're right. Yeah, I, I really buy it. And that was my first lesson. Like, so. Whatever you say, I mean, you first ask question uh, oh. before you, you know, you got the answer in the whole full perspective why someone did it or someone didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and um, I like the question that, for instance, instead of why, which might come across as judgmental, another way of saying it could be, okay, what what led you to drawing this conclusion? Yeah, taking the example of the shop that this should be there, right? Yeah, and and, and, I, and I liked it. I, yeah, I and from I felt more secure because you know I didn't <laughs> want to put myself in a situation saying again saying, "Damn, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> but of course, means... I could say no, you're not right. Still, you know, to keep my balance, but uh, but yeah. somehow I just I said no. Okay, you're right. Yeah, but, but that to leads avoid me to, to another I... example. Uh, continue, yeah. continue. No, 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 please, please. Uh, that le leads me to another example regarding. Um, uh, Coaching. We are both coaches. We work both with with people every now and then on coaching sessions, and you know people usually know what to do, but there is something that stops them from doing that. And I think this this also can can be seen in your um, example or similar examples that people usually have the answers, but when they cross the magic threshold of the company, as as was mentioned, then something you know something magical happens. happens yes yes it's a magic it's magic the other thing is like um you know like how many how many how many minutes we have like actually because this is a huge topic to be honest like i got I think, like oh in my head i think we should we should wrap up slowly already okay yeah um okay so because i'm thinking right now from the behavior point of view so many times I've seen, and probably you too, because we've discussed it. Um, and unfortunately, this is not scripted, so I just pops in my head, and probably you'll just join me on that. Um, so many times I saw leaders talking to the team while legs and arms closed and motivating him them to do better and more and and to find a solution and please be open-minded to do anything and please speak up if you find something in a way and tone that was not just encouraging mm. so so it's like you planting the seed of the cauliflower and expect to and expect um cherry to grow <laughs> you know it's like so you close position have a tone of like it's so bad and you know it's so bad but you have to do good and i hope you are motivated so the skill of of sharing the emotions and your thoughts into action so you get the report what we've discussed yeah. many times uh with the team so they kind of catch the emotion and just um, um, fly on it. Uh, uh, it's so many times it's not happening. So I actually would, on one I of would, the, the yeah. I was one of those meetings, and I was thinking that day, oh my god, 
this is the beginning. I just want to write a book about body language and how <laughs> about leadership and body language. And I started it like four four years ago, but it yeah. So that was incongruent behavior, basically, right? Absolutely. So she was saying one thing and it was showing something different. Absolutely. You need yeah. to be really integral if you want to motivate, if you want to say something that pops, you know, you know, fire them up. You can it cannot use only bad words and accuse them or anything, and you cannot be with a closed position. You gotta be really open and say, listen, guys, I know it's been here and this, but we gotta think of something else. Yeah. And I think the best way to do it, the easiest, the most um the fastest one is to start with the intention. Yeah. If you come to the team and you want to say them A, but your intention is B, for instance, I want to have, I want to get over it, I don't believe in that, but I need to say it to them. Mm. Then it will show in your yeah. tone of voice, body yes. position, any other stuff, they will notice, subconsciously even, but they will notice that something is wrong. He's yeah. saying something to me, he's saying it is important, but it doesn't come across as important or it doesn't come across as viable as something true so especially when we talk about the you know leadership as to create the vision that everyone would be, want to be a part of when there is no emotions how can i want to be a part of yeah and there and are really bad emotions how I want to be a part of something that has been bad emotions another thing is about authenticity right um, because th th this this rings a bell um, to my mind in terms of authenticity of being authentic. You and know the joke about the 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 the, the Pavlov. In a way, in a second, in a second. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, and authentic means imperfect. Yes. People. That's I'm also. Said. That's I'm also a photographer. Said. I'm also a photographer, and people relate more to photographs that are imperfect. That's why, that's why when there was a competition, maybe some of you heard it, uh, there was a photographic competition where a photo created by AI won because, because it was so relatable, it was imperfect. And can I, can I, can I, can I stop you here? Yeah, go. Authenticity, authenticity, is that a word? Authentic, being authentic. Yeah, being authentic is being imperfect. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. It, it relates to everything what we just said today. Beautiful. Yeah, in a way, yeah. And, and, and accepting that this is true. I mean, into leadership, wow, I loved it. I think anyway. it, accepting is, is very much part of it, 50% of the success at least. Beautiful. So uh, you want to joke about the Pavlov? Go. Uh, there's like two guys met and the one says do you know Pavlov theory and the, the other guy says it does ring a bell <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, thank you for laughing um, yes 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 yes, yeah. yes, yes. anyway so, <laughs> so so I think you know because we will not finish it so I think we should wrap it up right? yeah, somebody needs to say stop to this yeah, somebody needs um, to say because I still got a feedback on my mind, you know, like <laughs> feedback. There's a lot of things, and that I can contribute to that as I well. I always but... think that we are scratching the first surface. Like, yeah, guys, if you have anything that you want that you think we should dwell in, uh, and do the maybe one episode only on one on one thing that we've mentioned today, because we can, we 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 will be happy to do that. Oh. Then let us know. Yeah. Give us a shout on Twitter or you will see uh, an email um, dedicated to, to our podcast in the show notes. Um, we we mentioned a lot of things. Uh, we were a little bit of jumping from one thing to the other, but I think the ba base, the, the, the gist, mm. the gist of the, of it all is that we as leaders we don't forget to work on ourselves to get to know ourselves and to really um take time to visit the un uncomfortable pieces that that we have in ourselves and to work on them because authenticity um is is about the imperfection but imperfection that is real 
and that doesn't project or stop your team or people you work with from doing their best work. Absolutely. So we mentioned about the about that effective leadership requires continuous improvement. Of course, we said about the psychotherapy and per personal training, but that's different stuff. Uh, we said about that leadership is being for people, so people, so I work for people, not people who work for me, um, because that changes the wires in the brain and your beliefs about it. Uh, we th we said about the projections that if you become a leader, you need to change belief about who you are now and how everything changes right now, uh, in order to get distance from the situation was when you've been there. Um, of course, in the case when it's not been um, that uh, productive, uh, we also said about the authentic authenticity is not is 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 about being imperfect, which I liked very much, um, and uh, and other stuff which I actually on the way forgot. Hopefully, it's, it's, it's value for you guys, uh, Martin. You might add something on that. Uh, no, I think that's... we said about that. If you give stress, you get get stress back. About this balanced feedback and and things that people has to be feed, fed with the good things as well, because otherwise, this is closed circle. We we said about it. There's a lot uh, of things to mention. Yeah. Also, we might we said about number two as well. the need of having context. Uh, we said uh, about limiting information. not limiting information. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, and 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 probably a few other things. Um, <laughs> so, did. so uh, if there were and be any, you said about Pavlov. There was this joke. You can rewind if you want to hear it again. Uh, there, uh, there will be some show notes if we find some additional information that you can digest. Um, kind of digging deeper into the topic. Uh, and. Give us a shout if you want us to continue this topic or any particular aspect of what we mentioned or maybe something else. Um, we will be happy to share our experiences and our knowledge. Uh, um, and so I guess we should conclude then. Oh, I think we did. We already did. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a wrap. Uh, see you next time. Uh, probably see you next time. we will talk about behavioral hacks uh, part two. And uh, have a great day, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. Excellent. Cheers. See you. Thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other platforms that you are using. Be sure to share with a friend. This was Let's Behave Podcast. See you again soon. <laughs>